Today on the LA News Overtime Podcast, we got a little bit of a different format here. I'm here with Adam Cole, as always, and with Justin Ferguson. And if you're lucky, well, you will. You will hear from Bruce Pearl, actually. We've got a different format, kind of a, a one-burning question kind of thing. Uh, and that is, why isn't Sharif Cooper in the league? Uh, Justin, why isn't Sharif Cooper in the league? I, I, think, I, think, I think Bruce said it. And I'm sure yeah, stay, stay tuned. I, I, we asked Bruce, and we will we'll put that plug that audio in here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he had tweeted about it yesterday, and obviously this is a topic that maybe Auburn fans want to talk about. So I figured we'd talk about it. So I got our brain trust of people here, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really interesting because Sharif, as Bruce said, Sharif Cooper has been in a spot in his pro career where he has only been behind awesome guards. Right. Um, he gets drafted by the Hawks, hometown guys. They take a flyer on him in the second round. I think the thing with Sharif was he didn't get drafted as highly as people thought because he didn't play a full season with the NCAA issues. Mm-hmm. It's a smaller guy. It's hard for smaller guards to succeed in the league. There's not very many of them left. And they take a flyer on him. Well, they just so happen to have an all-star point guard. Right. And then he bounces around, and he ends up in Cleveland with their G League team to because you know, he's a good player, established depth. Cleveland has like 17 guards that they really like. Um, they traded for Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, they, they've got a really good team around. So it's just hard for him to get a shot. But the thing about the G League now is with the way he the way he is, and I got I don't know 100 percent what his contract's like, but somebody who needs a point guard needs to go and give him a shot because this dude he's got four. They've played four games in the G League so far. Oh, this season, really? Or he has, I didn't even know because yeah. I just saw the stat. He had forty three, nine, and ten the other day. Yeah, he's had his his scoring so far this season is forty three, twenty five, thirty four, and twenty two. <laughs> Jeez. And okay, here's the other thing too: is he was not like this in last year in the G League. Right. He was about like a twenty point a game guy, which is great. It's f- phenomenal. Right. But like he's taken it to a ne- a next level, and so. He's in one of those weird spaces where I think he's kind of like a lot of Auburn guards have been in the past where, you know, if you were a couple inches taller, you'd be playing almost every night in the NBA. Sure. And it's crazy, though, because I do think he is – he's got – Sharif was one of those guys, though, that had like that that aura about him because he was a five-star point guard. Right. Um, he had a lot of uh, basketball people who were really close on him. He had a lot of like the the hoop mixtape guys yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that were, were big on him. He obviously has you know his sister uh, being right. in, being in the league uh, or in the in the WNBA, the W League, the W League. Um, <laughs> so he's got that that kind of hype around him that which I think gives him a little bit more opportunities. Like he's very similar to like Jared Harper in the fact that Jared Harper had shot after shot, but like he just needed to be a little taller. We were actually talking. I was the other day with Rich uh, Silva, the the newer guy at uh, at the Montgomery Advertiser, right. who grew up in New York, is a Knicks fan, and he had made the comments like when when Jared was with the Knicks, he was like, "Yeah, Jared Harper's probably a top five player basketball player on the planet who's shorter than six feet tall. The problem is he's shorter than six feet tall, sure, and sure. so like Sharif's got a little bit of that on him. Um, but yeah, he he should get a shot by somebody because I mean, especially as we get into the second half of the NBA season and teams are tanking, our teams are just trying to play out the year. You can watch some bad point guards play in the NBA in late <laughs> games, and Sharif will. Sharif is exciting. His style also is very very exciting. Right. It's just, he's had Bruce said it. He's just had bad luck with where he's kind of ended up. You know what's funny is like I mean. When we watched Sharif, just watching him as a player, like the thing that stood out to me was the facilitating and oh, yeah. obviously the dazzling passes. But he's scoring a lot, 
mm-hmm. against professional athletes. He, he's, These G League guys are good. Yeah. He, he's, so that, that, that almost, for me, that would have been like maybe a question as far as how he translates to the next level. He can score at the highest, almost the highest level, the second highest level. Yeah. G League. Yeah. So. One thing is that he wasn't a great shooter in college compared to what right. – if you're going to be small, you better shoot. Right. Um, and he wasn't, but he seemed to have kind of added that to his game a little bit more. He's great at the free throw line, shot about 37% last year from deep in the G League, and, like, that's continuing to be a thing where it's like – I get it. It's his size, and, and with with basketball, with the NBA going more to this positionless, you know, your primary facilitator might be – you know, a six foot ten Greek guy, or a seven footer, or a seven footer, you know, from 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 Croatia, or you know, a a, a six six guy from Slovenia. Like, you're, there's less opportunities for smaller guys to thrive. And what Bruce Pearl did better than I think anybody else in basketball was, he looks at small guards as a market inefficiency to exploit. It's like, well, you don't think <laughs> yeah, you don't think they're true. good. You don't think they're good enough because they're small. Like, take it. Take he was just talking about Wendell that way. Well, Wendell's a great example because they just beat Arkansas, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone for Arkansas is huge. Yeah. You know, their starting point guard, Devontae Davis, is six four. They had Anthony Black when when Davis got in foul trouble. Black uh, Anthony Black was the primary ball handler a lot of times. He's six 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 seven combo guard. Everybody out there, Wendell is giving up a lot of size. But in this system and Bruce, and Bruce Pearl's background, he knows how to get the most out of small guards. Mm-hmm. Another example, we just talked about it with, with Bruce not too long ago. They play Ole Miss on Tuesday night. Deshaun Ruffin was committed to to Auburn for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 5'9". He is listed at 5'9". Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, I, I'll, go, I'll go do what Jared Harper and, right. and Sharif Cooper and now Wendell Green Jr. have done. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that the real world and in the NBA, it's just so much harder because everybody's even bigger and everybody's even stronger, and so it's tough. Like if Sharif Cooper could wake up tomorrow with three three inches taller, I, I, I think he's I think he's definitely in the league. I think he's definitely a guy that does that, and so it, it sucks because he's going to put on a show elsewhere. And I and I do wonder, you know, he keeps putting. You, you you score thirty five points a night or so, yeah. close to in the G League. Someone's going to give you a shot at some point. Like right? okay. we'll, we'll, I think yeah. if you keep it up that way. But Jared Harper also hit, hit this hit this level at some point. Now Jared's playing in Spain, right? Where you can make good money and it's like right. You can you can do it. But with Sharif, I think also it's just he's younger. Um, he 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 still has a lot of basketball left in him, and so he it might be a little bit while longer before he jumps to Europe, but. I mean, I'm telling you, that dude could go to Europe right now, play in EuroLeague, oh, yeah. and own yeah. in the second-best basketball league in the world. Right. But, you know, it's not the NBA, and he's still young enough that he needs to keep, I, I, he needs to keep tra- driving because there was a stretch when he wasn't getting minutes with the Hawks uh-huh. and things weren't looking great with, it, with the G League outfit as well. He was kind of in that no-man's land where it was like, I don't know what his future is like. Right. And then he, goes, he gets this, this second opportunity in Cleveland where, with their G League team and he and he's taking full advantage of it. So I mean, you got to keep in mind also these dudes are still super young. Yeah, That's the right. thing about the NBA. It's like you go out when you're a freshman. He was a one and done. Yeah, I mean, you go out when you're a one and done because, I mean, I get drafted at 18 or 19 uh, in the league as a first rounder. It's like the thought process is like, well, a decade from now you may be hitting your prime as a basketball player, Jeez, and so. Yeah. That's it's a long term investment, and so for a guy like Sharif, you just got to keep plugging away. Uh, but it's wild. It, it is wild to think about because he is the guy that I think has that kind of. He's got the following and the and the hype 
of right. an NBA player. Right. He just hasn't had that yet, and I think it's I think it's because of his size. Yeah, I, I, I guess my question, uh, and I don't know if this is an oversimplification of it, but I honestly kind of ask it as somebody who doesn't follow the NBA that closely. But like, how often do you see a G League guy eventually make it to the league and then like carve out, you know, a decent enough career and just like. I, I don't know. I guess you mentioned kind of the improvement too, as, as far as a shooter. But like, just what what if any of those guys ha, have you seen? Just because I know you follow the NBA more. Fred than I Van Vliet's the one I can think of. I yeah. think he's the first. And heck, he's I an think, undersized. He's an undersized. He was an guard. undersized guard too. Got this is why Justin is on our podcast. Yeah, he got into a really good situation in Toronto yeah. where they needed him. I believe Van Vliet's the only player to ever play in the G League and in the All Star game. I think that's okay. right. But they're rare. They're rare. You can be a bit player and you can be a role player. And, I, and I'm and i of the opinion that if he keeps playing like this and shooting like he is, because he has improved his shooting, mm-hmm. he can be somebody's backup point guard, mm-hmm. right? The problem is is that when you're ba- you have a backup point guard in the league, it's like, it, you know, do I want a guy that I can build for the future? Well, if you're going to do that, you're going to probably want to be backing up somebody who's old. Mm-hmm. You want to be backing up a Chris Paul. You want to be backing up a – um, you know, like a Mike Conley or somebody like that. Or the, the problem is, is that a point guards, the traditional sense of a point guard is kind of going away. Yeah. And Sharif is not big enough to be like a two guard yeah. as much in the league. And the number two is like, if you have a really good point guard, they're usually pretty young right now. Yeah. The young town leads crazy. So it's what he ran into in Atlanta. Atlanta could be like, Oh, he could be a really good backup for us and, de- and develop him. But it's like, as long as Trey Young's healthy, you're not getting any playing time. You may get a few minutes a night. And so it's just it's that weird kind of space where, you know, unless he turns into Jeremy Lin overnight, like, and, and is just oh we have to play this guy. It's going to be hard for him to find opportunities in the league because just you know, can you be Chris Paul's backup? That might be like the only spot. But even even then, the old point guards are still guys who are going to be playing thirty six, thirty eight minutes a night, and that's that's hard for a young player because you need minutes. You need minutes, and I think that's one thing about the G League that's providing him because he's playing almost every minute out there, and, he, and he's providing. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see. I, I think he a year ago I would not have been having this conversation about Shreve Cooper because a year ago or, or two years ago it was like, I don't, I don't know right. what, what, that, what that future looks like for him. Right now he's, he's playing awesome. I, I think about this a little bit is, is you mentioned like a role player. It's, it's kind of funny. That it's almost like there's not much of a need for a – you know, ball dominant guy who runs your entire offense. You know, whereas if you were just a role player, if you were just a stand in the corner, if you're a three and D guy. Yeah, yeah. And like as a dated out of you know maybe catch me up on a current player, but like an Anderson Verzow. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> who fills he fills a need. Yeah. He could be in the league for 10, 12 years, and Sharif is a better hooper. He's a better player. Right. From the ground up, his entire life he has been a better player mm-hmm. than like uh, someone like that. Yeah. But they fill a need. It's almost like we, you know, we've talked about before. Like in the NFL, it's like, hey man, sometimes, you know, someone who maybe wasn't a huge standout at Auburn, like a King Dunlap or like a mm-hmm. Jack Driscoll, ten years in the NFL because there's a need for that. Yeah. But for a a superstar who handles the ball and I think gets better the more he has the ball, hmm. uh, the longer the game goes on. Right. There just isn't well, that need. And it's tough because. There are, there are only so many of those spots available. Right, and it's tough because Sharif Cooper is a point guard. That right. is the position he is going to play. You right. can't sit here because of his size. You can't sit here and say, well, maybe he can be – because say Giannis or uh, 
or Luka or Nikola Jokic is your primary ball handler or um, uh, homeboy in, in Orlando, uh, pa- Paolo Bancaro. Mm-hmm. Sure. If those, those guys are your point, your point forwards, basically. Mm-hmm. Your one spot is going to be occupied by somebody who's going to stretch the floor and shoot mm-hmm. or who's going to be just nuts at locking down somebody in the backcourt as a defender. Sharif doesn't have either. Like he's not a he's getting proved to shooting, but he's not a gunner, mm-hmm. and he's also not this like lockdown defender. And so it's it's yeah, you're right. Like he what he's doing right now in Canton is perfect for him because he's like I'm the guy, I'm the number one. It's hard because you know at your size, it's going to take a lot for for a team to kind of roll the dice on. So that's why I think Sharif Cooper is so special, and obviously his Auburn career did not pan out like people thought it would because of the NCAA issues, but like. This is where I think NIL would have been yeah. monstrous for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, Sharif Cooper, and, and we're about to see this fade away because of C.J. Stroud, but to me, Sharif Cooper is like an Ohio State quarterback where it's like yeah, all right, all you're right. not going to be a superstar in the NFL, right? but good Lord, J.T. Barrett, <laughs> G- Cardell Jones, I mean right. uh, Braxton Miller, right. that run of quarterbacks they had at Ohio State weren't going to be NFL guys. But they were they were like three or four of the biggest players in college football when they were there, and NIL would have been monstrous for them. Right, kept kept them around. Like Sharif's kind of that guy because small guards can go get it in in college basketball because it's just so you know not everybody going to play every night's right. Arkansas. Arkansas is built like an NBA team. Mm-hmm. He's you know Wendell's going to play Tuesday night. They're going to go to they're going to go to Oxford. He's going to play a guy even shorter than him. <laughs> But that just shows you the variety that you get in college basketball. And right. so Bruce is, you know, that's where, that's where he's kind of been a mastermind. Everybody, I don't want to say everybody, a lot of teams wanted Sharif because he was a five-star. Right. Not very many people wanted Jared Harper or Wendell Green Jr. Or, I mean, there were people who probably have doubts about Aiden Holloway, who's coming in next year for Auburn, because they're smaller. But he's right. like, oh, y'all are going to get these real deal awesome players away right. because, it, oh, he's not, he's not tall enough. The problem is, is that's because it's that NBA mindset is kind of, trickle down all the way through basketball. Sure. But there's so much room for it in college. And so, again, Sharif Cooper, Wendell Green Jr., Jared Harper, those guys are like Ohio State quarterbacks in college basketball because it's like, you're awesome right now. The, the real world, the next level may not may not right. see that value in you, but you got to take advantage of it where you, where you have it. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, everybody would love a 6'5". Everybody would love an Anthony Black. Yeah. Everybody would love a 6'5 point guard right. who, could, who could do everything. Right. There's only a few of them. And, and Bruce, when he was building up this program, he developed this reputation of, oh, you can be a little guy and, and, I'll, and I'll run the show. I mean, right. go back to that Arkansas game. Right. Everybody else he faced him had at least a half a foot on, on, on Wintergreen. He was the best player on the floor because they found ways yeah. to take advantage of it. And really. that's, that's really cool. And just in the NBA, you're just not going to get that much. Yeah. It's got to be frustrating, I guess, for Auburn fans or for anyone who's kind of wondering, like, why isn't he in the NBA? It's like, well. I don't know. There's just not that many spots, and it's it's a like you said, it's a weird, maybe frustrating thing because he's a phenom- He's a great player. He's a really good player, talent wise, and, and it's stuff coming out of high school. You know, in terms of being a prospect, like he's he Sharif Cooper was just as big of a deal as Walker Kessler was. Yeah, Walker Kessler's seven one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only a few seven one people on planet Earth, right? You know that, that right. period, but much right. less guys who can who can play basketball like that. But it's like I tweeted it. You know, and you weren't you weren't here for for the game, but I don't know if you I don't know if you saw the tweet, but um, when before the Arkansas game, I saw 
just standing in line, there were there were these kids walking around yeah, wearing Jabari yeah. and Walker and Isaac and yeah. Chuma jerseys. Yeah. And it's like, you know, in a just world, Sharif would be right there with them. Yep. And, like, so I have seen, at least college kids, I've seen college kids wearing Sharif's, like, Hawks jerseys sure. and stuff like that because you got one as soon as it happened. Right. It's Yeah, it's tough because it's like as this team and this program continues to develop NBA guys. Yeah. Not everybody can be an NBA guy. And there's room for really good college basketball players, and I think that's what kind of makes Auburn a little bit different. Like, they're going to get the Jabari's. They're going to want to get the Isaacs. They're going to want to get the Sharifs. They're going to want to get, like, a guy like Ace Bailey uh, in a couple of years. Like, they want those guys. Yeah. And those one-and-done guys are always going to be around. But, like, there's also that, that room where, you know, you may never – get to have an opportunity to buy a Jalen Williams or an Allen Flanagan right. NBA jersey. Right. But what you can do is really, really like these guys while they're here. And so I, I guess that's the thing with Sharif, and that's why it kind of sucks, is that the circumstances and the timing where he only played a few games because of the NCAA, and he wasn't in a spot where yep. it was financially smart for him. Like, he went to the league because he could go get his money now. Right. Nowadays, I mean, yeah, in the NIL era, now. can yeah. you imagine how much people would have raised right? to, tr- to keep Sharif Cooper right. here? Right, right. You know? Yeah. I think about that. I th- and these guys ended up being better, obviously, but I think about that with Scoot Henderson, sure. who is currently in the G League and is going to be the number two pick of the draft yeah. behind Victor Webb and Yama. If he would play college basketball, it was going to be at Auburn. Yeah. Like Auburn had it. Jalen Green has at least said he was going to come to Auburn. It's him or it's them or Memphis. It depends on what day it is. But <laughs> um, but Jalen Green in an NIL era probably gets that money and comes play, comes and plays here because you get more yeah. of a stock bump than you do, you right. know, it, it playing in the G League. And so. we'll we'll see how long collectives are allowed to just give you money for no reason. But that's we'll see if the we Fed know. can do anything about that or not. But but even then, even if that changes. The endorsements might be such that yeah. being a or star you, in college. Or if, you get, or if you get into an era where it becomes true pay-for-play, right. where it's yeah. like right. you are an employee and all that. I, I'm just saying yeah. th- because of the passion and the following, and just uh, definitely college football, but for college basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think these programs, like there were 9,000 people in here the other night for Arkansas, and this is not a huge arena. Right. Right. There's 9,000 people going nuts. Right. You ain't getting that in the G League. No. And you think those those folks are going to be competitive with with right. the the salaries you can get from right. the next level? Absolutely, sure. Right. sure, absolutely. Something, something. And I'm not again. I'm going to say this, and it's not like they say they're cheating. No, they're not. This was just nil. Right. Something kept Oscar Shibway in, in sure. at Kentucky. Sure. Even though he's not the NBA big man. Sure. Like, sure. They'll the money will be raised. Right. And, and so it's just it's it's so weird timing. It's yeah. such, such weird yeah. timing. For, for, uh, well, I mean, we've talked about a million times. SUNY, the timing was perfect. Yeah. And with Sharif, for the Auburn timing. Basketball, for Auburn basketball, NIL has come at the weirdest time. Yeah, for Isaac and Sharif, the timing was bad. So, yeah. And obviously Scoot Isaac, and Isaac Green wanted, and, like, you yeah. know, all these, yeah. like, a, they could have had, I mean, you know, good, good for Auburn on Saturday night against Arkansas. Their backcourt play, especially, J, uh, sorry, especially Wendell played really, really well in that game. Right. Um, because a lot of talk after that 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 uh, Georgia loss in Athens was like, you know, what? Why didn't Auburn get better guards? Why didn't Auburn better? Guards? It's like there's an alternate scenario, alternate yeah. timeline where Auburn has become a factory for for elite, yeah. you know, guards. But it's just it didn't work out that way. So yeah, Sharif Cooper, more talent, or I'd say more talent as a prospect, more hype as a as a prospect. But he's, I think he's going to end up being like 
Jared Harper, probably what Wendell Green Jr. is going to end up being like, is like, yeah, they can't control that they're that they're not six three, right? Yeah, but they can be awesome in the meantime. And so, my advice is for anybody, any Auburn fan, keep keep you know uh, loudly complaining on Twitter <laughs> that, that Sharif Cooper is not getting a shot in the NBA. Right. Keep doing that. Keep being a fan that way. But two. Really treasure these guys while they're here yeah. uh, because, like, you know, you may not always get to watch them like you get to watch Jabari and Walker and Isaac right. and Chuma in, in the league. Right, right. They'll be overseas and it's harder to watch. Uh, watch. You, can watch <laughs> you can watch Jared's highlights and, some, and you know, he's at Valencia, I think. And it's, it's fun. Yeah. And, like, those guys are making good money and having a great, like, I mean. Until like, Eurobasket comes up with their NJPW World that you can sign up for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you like, or like you come out and say. That's the other thing about those European, those European leagues is that, you know, and I mean so many Auburn players, even in the years where they weren't as good as they are now, yeah. went to the league. I mean, Kenny Gabriel, Kenny Gabriel was a god in Turkey yeah. because, because of what he did over there. Tay, like, Tay Waller had like a 12-year career. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's fun because it's like everybody wants to be in the NBA and everybody wants to have that opportunity. But for some of these guys who fall through the cracks or aren't necessarily the perfect prospect, I mean, no disrespect to, to the cities in the G League, but, like, would you rather live sure. in the cities in the G League sure. making a few hundred thousand right. or making, you know, making seven figures to go live in, like, one of the most beautiful cities on right. the on the face of the earth sure. and, like, Valencia or go play in Italy, go Travel play in Greece. like, a whole new continent. That's what I've always heard is that, like, the G League is just kind of, like – I guess almost hellish compared to like what you it's can get for man. other professional opportunities. Right. Like you can it's like make minor league baseball. Right, right. You're doing it just so you think you, you can, can have that get shot. to the the big one. And like, yeah. sure, but you could also get you know, like I, I don't know. I know that I guess that's not really an avenue that gets explored much of of going from from Europe to the NBA as far as like pro ball. It's normally the younger guys, but like yes. it's just you know. Yeah, like you either, I you either have to be a young guy like Giannis, or yeah. obviously Luca was the perfect example because right. he was he was the best player in Europe when he was like eighteen. And I mean that was like Ricky Rubio too, right? Ricky he kind Rubio. of did the same thing. Yeah, uh, you have to either be one of those guys who are like, all right, we'll roll the dice when you decide to come over as a young kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you once you go to Europe, you're pretty much you there. pretty much Nobody know really you're going to be in back. Europe. Yeah, yeah, no one really comes back, and then if they do, it's very rare. Mm-hmm. And then, like, or you're going to be, like, uh, my, fa- my all-time favorite European player that came over uh, is uh, uh, he played, I don't know if he's still in the league now, Milos Teodosic played for the Clippers for, like, a couple of years. And he was Chris Paul's backup because okay. he, he was, like, 30. And all he did, like, he was, like, a great European soccer player where it's, like, I don't want to move, but I can throw the most insane passes. And so you get the <laughs> rebound and get the outlet pass. And he would just be like, all right, what's the craziest pass I can throw here without moving? And he would just, like, throw these, like, long full-court passes. Tight. And he looked like – he's a dude from Eastern Europe. He looked like he, like, chain-smoked and, like <laughs> – but was in a – but was, like, one of the ten best players on the planet, like, putting the ball in the right spot. So there's very few of those guys. Like, you can yeah. go out and ball out in Europe, but usually when you go to Europe, you're – I don't want to say waving the white flag, but you're basically saying, this is what I am now. As long as I'm going to be a basketball player, this is what I'm going to do – you rarely come back. Yeah. Jimmer Fredette never got to come back from China. You know, yeah, uh, right. yeah. Dwight, like, like Dwight, How- Dwight Howard stuck in Taiwan forever. Michael Beasley will always be, will always be a Chinese league legend. Like, right. you, you, and there's good money to be made and a lot of money oh, yeah. to be made. Yeah, basketball will give back to you. you you're but playing yeah. professional basketball. Right. Yeah. Uh, I got one last thing, uh, and this has already gone way longer than I thought it would, but. It's been a fun conversation. Every, every, every podcast I've ever done goes longer than it's been. Yeah. So <laughs> but my, last, my last thing is, Justin, like, and this is how, and it wasn't even a, I think it was a 
some discussion about a basketball player a long time ago on, online, and, and the, the analogy that stuck with me, it wasn't about Sharif, it was about someone else, but it's like the idea of, you know, he and him being this ball-heavy point guard who controls the pace, controls the team, there's only so many of those spots, there's only so many teams that need you to do that. It's, it's like going into a company and having your suit on, and you interview for CEO, and you don't get the job, but, like, all they needed was a janitor. You know what I mean? Like, there are That's other roles. And he, and he doesn't have the role. You know, he's not in that role. That, there are going to be role players who aren't as good players as him. Who, but they, but it's just that fit, and that is why I think that's why it's an interesting topic to me because it's it's got to be frustrating for people because he is such it's a good so player. Unique. Yeah. yeah, there are only thirty two guys who can be NFL quarterbacks, right? right. And then right. even if you extend it into, oh, here are the guys that we want on our rosters, yeah. seventy at most will get to be on it. Right. Well, guess what? There are more than seventy people on planet Earth right now who can who are really good right. at throwing a football and playing right. the playing the quarterback position. So it's very similar to that. However. If you're big and you can block people, or if you're big and you can get after the quarterback or whatever, there are 200, 300, 400 of those guys because right. there's just more. There's only one point guard. There's only one ball dominant point guard. There's right. only one quarterback. And there's a bunch of other kind of role players. And so that's what – that's kind of – I don't want to say it's a gamble, but it's like it's it's one of those things for those guys that are in those specialty roles. Yeah. Only so many of you could do it. That's why all these quarterbacks go to the transfer portal. Right. Yeah. 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 All right, um, yeah. It's 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 tough, but like that's what I said, you got to maximize what you've got when you when you when you have it so, in front of you. So is the advice to adapt or is it just keep hooping? Because I think you just keep hooping and look for the right fit. That's what Bruce seems that's to what, think. I, I, you keep hooping and you keep yeah. and you and you hope that one day you're going to get that shot. Um, and just know that, like, yeah, God didn't bless you with being six three. Yeah. But God also blessed you to be one of the most insane creators, <laughs> uh, you know, and, 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 and playmakers. In our region, certainly. It, it, yeah, that yeah. have come through here. It's just, yeah. you, you can do that. This, and basketball is still a sport that is that it so much is depends on how tall you are. We mentioned that just a second ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know, Scoot Henderson is going to be, Scoot Henderson would be the number one pick in a lot of drafts. Right. And he would have come to Auburn and all that, blah, blah, blah. Scoot Henderson is going to be the number two pick in this draft because Victor Webb-Yama is about to break basketball. Because if you haven't watched Victor <laughs> Webb-Yama play yet, yeah. he's seven three and can do all the stuff that a guard does. Yeah, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I can be awesome like Scoot. I think that's a great example. Like Scoot's Scoot, yeah. <laughs> Scoot's an awesome player, and he's like, and he's a bigger than some of those guys. But it's like, right. yeah, I'm also not a unicorn, yeah. <laughs> and it's. So much of basketball is being tilted towards the unicorns, sure. and uh, being a monster. It, it is really t- it's really tough for those guys to kind of yeah. kind of break through. But Sharif's got to keep plugging away, man. I will say, a couple years ago, I didn't know what his future would look like in in in, in pro- American professional basketball. So mm-hmm. far, right now, man, he is he is tearing it up, and yeah. somebody's got to look at him. Somebody's going to get into a point guard crunch. Somebody's going to get in and be like, they got to find him. The problem is, is that he's been he's been behind like like Bruce said, two of the best. Right. Yeah. Teams in, in in the NBA in terms of having young, awesome guards yeah. that we're like, we're not getting rid of these guys anytime soon. These are our franchise centerpieces. All right. Well, without further ado, we'll we'll play Bruce's uh, response when we asked him about a minute long. You listen to thirty minutes of us, and you get a minute of him. 
<laughs> but sure enough, Justin Ferguson. Thank you. Yeah, Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Subscribe. You hear him. You hear how, you know, how his knowledge, his X's and O's, man. Uh, subscribe, and, and you'll get that. And you'll hear Adam, too, sometimes. And, and you'll, hear Adam, say, you'll hear me say yeah on occasion. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> I like this format. I like this format. I like the idea of let's just dive into one question. I don't know. What, oh, that's a great, that's I don't great. know what's next. We'll see. Next time we find an interesting topic like this, we'll uh, we'll do a little little one segment, one uh one topic podcast. I kind of like the idea of it, and, and maybe cool. yeah, shopping around, shopping around, talking to different people. So anyway, uh, here's Bruce. And other than that, we'll catch you next time. You tweeted the other day about Sharif. Uh, just I guess in your own words, I guess why do you reckon he's not in the NBA? And what's your pitch? Why do you well, Cleveland's got great guards. I mean, my goodness gracious! And you know the two spots that Sharif has been in Atlanta, playing behind Trey, and then now in Cleveland playing behind all those guards. Man, it's just tough. But all he does is worry about what he could control. Um, and, you know, everything that that kid's been through um, since he's gotten into college, uh, he was mistreated by the NCAA and holding him out. And yet he overcame it. Um, and then his draft stock wasn't what it, what it was. Um, and but he gets drafted, and all he does is just take advantage of the moment. He's the, he's the, I don't know if he's a leading scorer in the in the in the G League, but he's right there, uh, just like he was at Auburn. He's a you know your preparation has got to be how to stop Sharif Cooper, and his ability to score and make others better. He will and my my tweet yesterday was give the man a chance, and that wasn't at Cleveland because Cleveland's got they got NBA All Stars. And into positions, but what Sharif's doing is putting himself in position for that next team to to find him. So I'm very, very happy for him and uh, proud of him.